Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, I have with me a fellow Coloradan, Dr. Chris Brady from Colorado Springs. Dr. Brady, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you guys? Doing terrific. Um, very thankful to have you on here. Um, I love it anytime that we have someone that has the type of experience uh, and credentials that you do um, come on our show and share with our audience. Um, for those in our audience who don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into dentistry, and then how you took the step to what you're doing now? Yeah, um, I graduated from dental school in 84 and moved to Colorado Springs and started practicing, but I always knew that I wanted to do some sort of teaching. And so I um, found kind of a path for me to do that in, in consulting and helping other dentists. I found that there was a need. Um, and so that was 26 years ago. And, and here we are uh, almost 27 years actually at this particular point of uh, coaching experience. And um, we work with, with people all over the country, um, our most common a uh, client is probably a, a, a semi-middle-aged dentist um, who has kind of been beating his head against the wall for a few years and, and isn't really happy and uh, is looking for a better way to do things. Sure. I, I know, you know, I'm in, I'm in touch with, um, like you probably are as well, but I'm in touch with a lot of the online communities, the online forums, the, you know, Facebook group pages and what have you. Um, and I'm, I'm listening to... The dentists and what they're saying and what their uh, what their challenges are and what have you. And I know that you again have a lot of experience with this. Too. Tell me, I'm hearing a lot about PPOs and a lot about insurance uh, reimbursements getting cut. Are you are you hearing the same thing? Well, that's what I was uh, you know going to say. The first thing that came to my mind is the fact that the doctors that I talked to. They're just getting less and less reimbursement every year, and in other words, they're they're losing more and more money every year, and so the kind of the solution in the past has been, well, let's make it up on volume. In other words, maybe we just need to add another hygienist or another doctor or something like that, and rarely does that work. And uh, again, you have a doctor end up being in burnout, and that's that's not what we want. Sure. So. What are some of the answers out there? What, what can we do to avoid this type of burnout and, and make our lives better in the dental practice? Well, I, I think it starts with the mindset change. Um, you just kind of have to change a little bit how you think about, you know, our profession. I would say, um, you know, 25 years ago, I predicted that this day would come, meaning that PPOs were going to rule the world. And I, I've never met a dentist yet that went to dental school thinking, gee, I can't wait to get out of school and work for an insurance company. Sure. But, bottom line, that's kind of what, what's happened. And the insurance companies tell them what they can and can't do and how much they can charge. That's that's kind of a sad commentary, I think. So let me kind of share a personal experience with you. Well, before I started working with dentists, um, years before that, I was in the dental chair and I had insurance. I don't even remember the, the insurance company, or I should say they said I had insurance. And I needed some work done. And, and the dentist said, you know, here's here's what you need done and here's what your insurance cover will cover and here's what it's going to cost you out of pocket. And it was a lot of money. It was close to a thousand dollars. And I said, well, geez, I have insurance. What am I paying for? And you know, he, he 
whatever he explained to me about, you know, insurance and deductibles he did and, you know, maximum benefit. And then I said, well, what would happen if I didn't pay? I didn't have insurance. What if I just paid you cash? What if I literally took $100 bills out of my pocket and handed them to you? He said, it costs you about the same amount of money, um, right? He said, it'll be a little bit more. And then that was it. I was done with dental insurance. I realized it wasn't good for me. Um, how can dentists do a better job of explaining to their patients um, on an annual basis what they need to be looking at and what they should consider as far as insurance reimbursements? Well, it 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 starts with what's going on between the dentist's ears. <laughs> you know, what he or she is thinking about and how they view their practice and what they want to have happen. And um, oftentimes that, that conversation is really fairly simple to do if you've had the right training. I mean, when patients ask me, for example, in, in my practice, uh, they say, what will my insurance cover? My answer is really, really, really complicated. It's three words. I don't know <laughs> because I don't. And even if I were an insurance expert, which some of the dentists and, and their teams are, uh, you, you still can never count on, you know, it's going to be an exact number. So I think that's the thing is that is that um, in the when insurance is is part of the the dentist protocol and business model, there are really three people in the room. There's the dentist, there's the patient, and then there's the insurance company. Sure. And really, what we try to do is a recommended way to do this is you just take the insurance company, you put them on the shelf, and you say, "Great, uh, sure appreciate you, glad you're there," but the conversation has to happen between the patient and I. Right. Makes a lot of sense. So a lot of practices, a lot of dentists talk about getting off of PPOs. I think a lot of them threaten to for a long period of time and, and maybe it never actually make the jump. So if you want to stop taking insurance, you want to stop working with PPOs, what's this, what steps do you need in order to do so? Well, you, you, you have to, you have to see yourself differently. You have to see your practice differently. You have to diagnose differently. You have to communicate differently. You know, it's interesting in just a minute ago when you're giving the example of uh, you going to the dentist and the dentist say, says you need this, 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 and this, you know, had the list there. We do it very differently. Um, we really find out what the patient wants and, and then work from there. In other words, if, if I can establish with the patient exactly what it is they want, what's important to them, then I can better help them get what it is they want. And people buy what they want. They don't buy what the insurance company tells them. And in fact, I had a patient, this is probably the best compliment I've had. I've been in practice for 36 years. And I've, I had a patient once come in the office and she said, oh, Dr. Brady, I love coming here. And, and and she was a great patient, and all, all dentists have patients like this. But I said, well, yeah, we love having you. And <clears throat> I said, you know, if you're really happy here, tell your friends. And she said, oh, I do. And I said, really? I said, what do you say to them? And she said, I tell them that Dr. Brady cares so much about his patients that he doesn't let insurance get in the way of doing what's best. And that, that mindset was just, it was just an explosion and my brain went off. I thought that's the message that we need to be communicating to people is that we care so much about them and what the, the health of their mouth and their body that we're not going to allow the insurance to interfere with our relationship and, and having them get that done. Sure. You know, I, I noticed I, the other day I saw something, it was a, someone on a, um, talking about needing some auto body work, right? They'd wrecked their car, their insurance company was you know, 
giving them a check, but the check wasn't going to cover OEM parts. It wasn't going to cover original uh, equipment by the manufacturer. And they were pitching a fit. They're like, no, 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 I'm only going to get the best. I paid for the policy. I'm only going to get the best. Now, I know that a customer, a patient crying to the insurance company or, or saying to the insurance company, hey, I only want the best. It's probably not going to go very far. What? How would you present to that patient in a way that they understand that, hey, here's the best. Here's what your insurance company wants to, to give you. And here's why it's worth um, the difference between the two. And do you believe the patient has the right to always know what the best is compared to what their insurance may or may not cover? Yeah, it gets back to the, the original conversations that we have with people. In other words, I want to find out from, from the very be beginning what level of care the patient wants to have. And sometimes they don't know. And I understand that. But I just say to this, you know, how, how picky would you like me to be when I, when I look at your mouth? You know, what level of care are you looking for? Sure. You know, are you looking for something short term or something long term? And so they can kind of guide me as to the direction that, that we, we head. And, and, and so I, I honestly don't talk about insurance. I, I just, it rarely, rarely, rarely comes up. And, and so it's, it's just one of those things that um, dentists get caught up in and it's in their mind all the time. And if, if, if insurance in the, is in the back of their minds, the, the, the relationship isn't really as strong as it needs to be. Because again, we have that three-way relationship happening that uh, we want to avoid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, standard of care certainly seems to be a, um, a big part of helping dentists um, get around the obstacles insurance companies are putting in front of them. Um, hey, Doc, you know, our show runs really fast, and I'm sure that with your experience um, and your background, this, we could go on and on and on and on. Um, I want to invite our practice to check out your website. It's the BradyGroupLLC.com, correct? Correct. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your consulting and coaching business and, and how you help dentists there and, and, and what you can offer our audience? Well, I'll have to let you in on a little secret here. <laughs> and the little secret is my, my whole motivation for helping dentists is to ensure their happiness. And uh, obviously, I don't have total control over that. But what I try to get them to do is to build a practice that supports their life and their lifestyle as opposed to having their life revolve around the, the practice itself. And so oftentimes dentists don't know how to do that. They just, I mean, we didn't receive that training in dental school, et cetera. So I take somebody and I, the first thing I do is to try to find out, you know, tell me about you, tell me about what, what you want for your life. What do you want it to look like? And then how do you see the practice fitting in with that? Sure. And most of the time, they're working too hard. Um, they're, they're oftentimes overstaffed or at least they're undertrained. The staff is, um, and they, they, um, don't really understand the correct business model. And they think that busyness is the way to make money. And I'm here to tell them that, no, you have to be, would you rather be profitable or would you rather be busy? Sure. And sometimes there's a little bit of a, a, a security blanket with being busy. But we, we feel like every dentist needs to see their patients one-on-one. -on -one. They need to take time with them and they need to create time so that they can give them the best care. And the other thing uh, is dentists talk too much. They just talk, 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 talk. And they try to educate the patient because that's what we've been trained to do. 
And I'm here to tell you that education is is way overrated. <laughs> it's something that can be brought up after the, you know, right at the treatment appointment, but it's something that they shouldn't use to try to quote unquote sell the dentistry. It's it's that's just the wrong mindset. And then it comes across pushy. And so the patient doesn't like the pushiness. And then they get then they ask the question, well, what will my insurance pay? Because they kind of we kind of back them into a corner with our pushiness and tell them all the stuff they need. And I don't like to use that word ever, but uh, that's that's typically how that goes because it, it, it starts at the front door, so to speak. It starts with the first phone call and you have to understand that and have that mentality. And then it makes it uh, uh, easy from there. Yeah, that makes uh, terrific sense the way that you put it. Um, I wanna invite our audience to check out your website, bradygroupllc.com. I see there's a couple of downloads there. Six Ways for Your Dental Practice to Minimize Dependence on PPOs, and another ebook, The Five Ways to Increase uh, Your Dental Practice Case Acceptance. I invited my audience to go there and, and check them out. Thank you very much for putting those out there, Dr. Brady, and, and thank you very much for coming on today. You bet. You're welcome. And I just would say that uh, for your audience, if anybody wants to call me, talk to me, I'm, I'm happy to, to chat with them and answer any questions they might have. No yeah, charge. Excellent. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much, Dr. Brady. All righty, take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.